Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, Halflings. Jasper here with a quick announcement before we dive into this week's episode, which is that we have launched a Patreon with three tiers of awesome goodness for you to check out. So please go to patreon.com forward slash tbhalflings to find out what we have in store. We have been continuously humbled by the response to this show and just want to keep building and building and making it the best possible thing that we can. So thank you so, so much for all of your support so far. And I really hope you enjoy this, our interview with Lou Wilson. And we are back. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Three Black Halflings. I am Jasper William Cartwright, but some people call me Jeremy Cobb. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> and I'm joined here by... Leander Nati Lewis Nyao, but everybody calls me Unati. Yay! And I'm Jeremy Cobb, but some people call me Jasper William Cartwright. <laughs> <laughs> and we are very excited to have our guest today, uh, Mr. Lou Wilson. Hey, everybody. What? Oh my god! You will come to terms with your own weakness! Old Prince vibe? Focus Ooh. on your task! You think this is just a game? Just shut your mouth! No one is interested. <laughs> suffer and lead! <laughs> Let's make them even more black! We're about to get into something real big now. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, for those of you who don't know Lou, uh, he is an actor. He is on uh, Dimension 20. Uh, you've been, actually, I've seen you pop up on other podcasts and D&D stuff as well. Uh, you're just, you've also been in a number of College Humor videos that I've seen. There you go. You know, I've been around. I've been here. I've been there. Uh. Yeah. Uh, we're here just going to talk to Lou about some awesome D&D stuff. Uh, Lou. Uh, why don't you give us uh, your origin story? Uh, like, how okay. did how did you get into acting? Uh, yeah, I uh, so I'm from Los Angeles originally, uh, and I started like in all of like elementary and middle school. I wasn't doing a lot of performance. I had like friends who were very into it, and like yeah. ended up going to like perf- went to like an arts high school. And I was mm. like, okay, cool. I'm not I'm not that guy. I'm I went to like an all boys Catholic school, uh, you know, to get a good education. Uh, <laughs> and um, you're one of those, like ugh. I exactly. I mean, hey, dude, it's doing me no good, but I got it. <laughs> I have it. Yeah. I've got degrees. Um, match the t-shirt. I've, exactly. Um, the so, uniform somewhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, luckily, we didn't have a uniform. It was just a polo. Thank God, oh, it was nice. just a polo. I had to wear a collared shirt. Uh, and I could not wear jeans, so I generally wore uh, a nice crisp pair of pleated slacks. Uh, <laughs> those crisp slacks, they're the ones. Those crisp <laughs> slacks. You know, I spent I spent most of my uh, oh, you know it, dude, beige for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the ones every young boy wants to wear. Exactly. Yeah. But like 
the razor blade like crease down the front. Right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, dude, looking like a 40 year old man at 14. Um, but uh, yeah, I started uh, performing improv. My high school had like an improv team and. Uh, mm. I started performing with it. I think I don't. I can't remember why. I can't remember what drove fourteen-year-old me to be like, "Let's do this." But I think it's something around the idea that my parents really wanted me to play a sport. I didn't really want to play football, uh, which is like the sport that every freshman can play. You don't have to be good at it. You just have to want it and you can have it. Uh, our like freshman football team had like 300 people on it. It's just like we had like four of them. They had, and they were like, different colors. There was like a blue wow. freshman team, a white freshman team. There were just so many uh, kids who wanted to play football. But I found this thing called comedy sports uh, that was like an uh, improv-based like competition. Uh, and so I started doing that, and I fell in love with it, and I did it in college as well. I uh, found an improv team, and then I spent a year watching, like, Community and 30 Rock on yes. TV, and yeah. I was like, We're big, I big think... community fans. <laughs> oh, Huge it's community a, it, fans, yeah. Wow. Well, then this podcast has four absolute massive community fans on it right <laughs> <Yes>. now. <laughs> uh, that show is my lifeblood, and a big yeah. part of the reason I think D&D is cool. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Um, and I, uh, I, I watched those shows and I was like, oh, this looks like the most fun in the world. Like, I have to mm. try. I have to, like, mm-hmm. try and make a life out of this. Uh, so I called my best friend and we agreed that we'd, like, move out to L.A. when we graduated from college and, like, give, live in our parents, like, live in our childhood bedrooms and give it a shot. And so that's, like... That's that was five years ago, or honestly, that's that's like six, five or six years ago. I think tomorrow. Uh, oh wow! Like six year anniversary yeah. of, of like moving out here in twenty fourteen. Uh, well, happy acting anniversary! That's so hey, cool. God, it's a it's a thrill, and, and this is exactly how I want to celebrate it. Uh, yeah. or, it's tomorrow. <laughs> it's tomorrow. So, it's tomorrow. but this is a great this is a great uh, acting anniversary Eve activity. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, so uh, six years ago, I moved out here. Just started cutting my teeth, uh, and uh, now here we are. Amazing. Yeah. So you said you mentioned that community was partly like what got you into D and D. Had you been into like nerdy stuff prior to getting into oh, D and D? Yeah, I had like an electronic gaming monthly subscription when I was like twelve. Uh, it was like it was like it was the thing I was willing to read. Like uh, yes. you couldn't get me to read yes. a book. But I would read a review of Jack and Daxter too. Yes. <laughs> like I'm so that I was like, hell yeah! I, like I'll be like, mom, give me a second. I need to finish reading before I'm willing to like engage. My mom did the uh, exact same thing. She had just no idea that what I was reading was just like total like I was yeah, it was not literature or like exactly. anything. Like in it's her head, I was a, up there reading Shakespeare. <laughs> exactly, and it's just weird profiles of like, here's why Soul Calibur three. This is what, yes. this is the reason to get excited about Soul Calibur three yeah uh, so uh that was i was a big like video game guy my mom is also but i get it from my mom my mom is a big comic book nerd and like has a bunch oh, of comic books yeah. and has like uh her like uh her sewing all of her sewing stuff used to be in like a an avengers lunchbox that she had <gasps> that's awesome um, so i grew up with like nerddom being like cool in my house so i think 
as I slowly drifted and like found video games uh, and like later, like I think like I would start getting really into TV and eventually down the road, D&D. Uh, there was mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. video games was is my is my like core nerd dumb yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that I think then has uh, grown into other areas. I think I'm actually yeah. the same because I feel like I was yeah. well, I was I loved RPGs and mm-hmm. it just felt like D and D just felt like the natural extension of an RPG. Yeah, it's like an actual like it was an RPG where I was like, oh, I can literally do anything. Yes. Oh yes. hell yeah! Okay, right now, okay, exactly. <laughs> now I'm gonna finally kill that one guy that the game wouldn't let me kill because they're a part exactly. of the story later on. <laughs> like, we're going yeah. past the skill tree. Like, I, yeah, like, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. In terms of customization <laughs> abilities, yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You can literally do everything in D. Mm-hmm. That's. I remember I was actually watching a video one time where a guy was he was like showing his wife how to play games and would like because she'd never played games before and she was having all these mm-hmm. frustrating experiences and every mm-hmm. single thing she'd complain about was like the limited choice uh, mm-hmm. and it's yeah it really is like I was not as big of a gamer but it definitely was the next it seems like gaming D and D is like the next extension in terms of uh, just yeah. customization and choice as you guys were saying yes mm-hmm. um, so so what was it that like kind of got you into D and D you mentioned that it had to do with community maybe uh, well community is part of it long before community I dipped it I dipped a toe in the D and D waters when I was but a wee lad I was like. <laughs> The first time I ever played D&D, I think I was 11 years old. Um, yeah, I would have been 11 years old. My elementary school was like this progressive ed uh, school. It was very like, you know, there were no grades, no tests. I called on my teachers by the first name. I didn't have to wear shoes if I didn't want to. It was like a wild place. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that they like had were like they had like electives every Thursday and those electives were all based on uh, stuff that, like, parents were willing to, like, teach and come in and, like, do. Or, like, if a kid, like, if a student wanted to lead a, an elective, they could. Um, and, yeah, when I was, like, in what you would call, or I don't know, some of you are British, so I don't know what you would call. <laughs> I'm the British right here, Middle school? Would it be middle school? Yeah. Uh, uh, secondary school, uh, I think. Yeah, middle, middle school. They had a... Um, uh, yeah, one of the options was D and D. So when I was like eleven, I played of I played one like some past version of D and D with this like older man that was uh, I think like a friend of a of one of my friend's parents that like they were like come and teach the kids D and D. So I remember I had like a character sheet. I was definitely some kind of like fighter class or whatever it was called then. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, I remember being awful at it. I remember, like, not going with the story at all. I remember asking. I for sure remember asking to uh, get a job. I think I that was, like, a big part of, I remember, session one. That's I was awesome. like, uh, I was like, oh, I don't have time for this hero's quest. <laughs> let me, let me get, get a job money. right quick. I got to get my money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, my character's not in the heroes in the hero space yet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's got to take care of his life first. Got to make sure. I tr- I truly think I like whatever some big danger was presented to us. I was like, I hide, and then after I'm done hiding, I go find a job. Uh, that was my like session one. Uh, so, uh, but I've come a long way since then. Uh, but yeah, after that, I like. 
I stopped. I remember having fun. That's like the one thing I remember from that is I had like a ton of fun uh, getting a job. Mm. And eventually like we eventually they like I think the DM just was like, you're not at your job anymore. You're now with everyone and you're fighting a chimera. Um, <laughs> I was like, we yeah, like, yeah. like I was waiting exactly. tables, Hey, wait, guys, I have croissants to make. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God. What, a, what an awful thing to have in a campaign, a character that's just like, I can't be here right. I can't be. I have stuff to do. And the DM's just constantly, just constantly cutting back. Exactly. She's yeah. constantly just like pulling. All of your stuff is like trying to pay bills. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, your boss is I'm giving help. you a hard time. Exactly, but this is just for the tax write-off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's just because uh, like this, this my my bakery is in this city, and exactly. we can't afford to have it destroyed. That's yep. that's the only reason I'm on this I'm quest. Here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, I don't care what your god or your patron or whoever is saying to mm-hmm. you. Okay, I just gotta. <laughs> I'm just trying to make ends meet. Uh, but yeah, that so that was the beginning, and then I like. Don't play D&D until after – I play it in middle school and then I don't play it in high school. I don't play it in college. I think I watch the D&D episode of Community at some point in college and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I need that. I need that back. <laughs> uh, but I don't know how to get it. None of my mm-hmm. friends play it. Uh, I don't know any. I truly, the only person I know who plays it is that older man that I met when I was eleven. <laughs> so I call like, him back up. Yeah. Hey, uh, so you're probably sixty now. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I had like no. I wanted it, but I had no touchstone. And then I was at a party. Um, I was at like a party with some friends in a jacuzzi. And I don't know how we got around to it, but one of the guys is like, yeah, D&D, I'm really into it. I like him, like I've played with these people. And I'm like, wait, I'm sorry, you play D&D? And he's like, yeah, I play D&D. And uh, I was like, um, will you please, will you please run a game for me? And he was like, yeah, of course. And so he ended up like running a game for us. And it was the first time I ever played. And it was very okay. Uh, you know, I hope Sean doesn't listen to this podcast. Uh, well, I hope he does. I hope everyone listens to this podcast. Uh, but Sean, uh, that uh, the campaign just didn't like really click with me. I don't know. Uh, you needed your bakery. Exactly. The whole time I was just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like we're supposed to be. I feel like we should be I'm filling out more something. paperwork in this session. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I need but forms he, to fill out. Like exactly, yeah. where, where are the st- where's the stat for uh, like financial planning? Um, <laughs> I, guys, I can't find my social security card. We need to, exactly. that's the quest we need to go on right now. Is that do we get that? Is that given to my us? Social security card. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I. Uh, God, can you imagine rolling? You could roll for Social Security number, theoretically, right? <laughs> yes. 2D6? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, or no, roll 1D10. For Social Security. 1D10, uh, yeah. But I... So that was the first time I... Like, that was the first time I really played. It was okay. It didn't really grab me. Um, and I remember being, like, crestfallen. Because I was like, is that it? Like, did I... Is my uh, my quest wrong? exactly my quest <laughs> since I, I was eleven? Exactly. Did I not? Is this the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragons? Um, am I supposed to be? Am I supposed to be a pathfinder? What's I don't I don't know. Uh, 
But I just remember, yeah, it like didn't click, and I remember feeling like weird, and that campaign stopped, and I was kind of okay with it, and I was like, okay, well, okay, maybe, who knows, maybe one day. And then uh, I happened to be doing improv with a, a young white man named Brendan Lee Mulligan, uh, and he mentioned offhand that he loved playing D&D, and I was like, oh, you play D&D? Uh, and then we kind of just did the exact same thing that happened in the jacuzzi where I was like, please run a game for me. Please. Um, and uh, he was like, yeah, sure. And I remember I had the distinct thought that I was like, when I when I came, I don't know what had happened uh, at the time, but I remember it came time to like make this new campaign. And I was like, you know, what are the problems with the other campaign? Too many white men, and so I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna build a more diverse D and D group," uh, and I did, and I got like, I like, yes. I was like, what, what? The first time I played, it was like white DM and like five white men, uh, straight white men players, and myself, and then mm-hmm. we like mixed it up, uh, got like. Uh, one of my like uh, like got my friend who's an Asian woman got her in there got my friend who's mm-hmm. like a gay man got him in there uh, and like built this um, like a different and had like a different campaign different group uh, with Brennan and like truly uh, in Brennan's home games this is a fun tidbit in Brennan's home game home games <laughs> Brennan writes like a recap at the beginning of every session that he <laughs> plays that he does. To the tune of a song from Treasure Planet that I'm convinced he's heard. He's heard so many times because he's done so many recaps that he Mm -hmm. knows. It's really it's a great song for a recap because it's it has two tonal shifts. It is like Mm -hmm. it's like going along, which is where you get all like kind of the general stuff Mm -hmm. that that has Mm -hmm. happened. Then it turns and there's like a dark place where like strings come in and it gets very like intense. And that's where he'll be like, and here's the bad thing that happened. This is when someone died. (laughs) Exactly. This is when like somebody went down or like you lost your friend. And then it swings back up into an incredibly like triumphant swell. Um, and uh, and then he like swings back up to like, and then you defeated it and this exciting thing happened and now we're back. And so uh, he like did that for us in like terms, I, like I'll never forget the first time he, we did like a character creation session, we came back, we like played uh, and then uh, I think like yeah, we played and like going into that thing, he like painted a picture of the world it like to that song and i was like oh okay this is this is it i found it yeah. um yeah. Yeah. and this is the right dungeon and the right dragon exactly yes. i'm here yeah. uh, i have found them <laughs> you found uh, the path exactly my quest 11 year old lose quest for the to play dungeons and dragons again and have it feel good was over uh and i never mm-hmm. went back uh been playing with brendan ever since that was like 2016 <laughs> uh, and i just or 20 that's honestly 2015 um, and I've just been playing nonstop ever since. Mm. Amazing. So uh, that's really um, it's really interesting that you mentioned that one of the difficulties early on, or one of the things that you noticed, was that in the games that you had played in previously, there had been uh, too many just white men, which mm-hmm. is like kind of how the I guess how the gaming, at least the D and D world, has been stereotypically up yeah. until pretty recently. Mm. Um, and actually. Um, when watching Dimension 20, because I got into D&D right around the time that Dimension 20 first premiered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had seen like one or two other D&D shows and you were the first black person I'd ever seen play D&D. 
like in an actual in an actual game situation, uh, uh, which well, was absolutely what crazy. An honor. Uh, yeah, uh, but also uh, horrifying. Uh, yeah, also, how? Like, yeah. Also, uh, how? Yeah. Uh, what but, do you mean? Exactly. But I guess, really? Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but my my question would be: um, mm-hmm. How do you think uh, the diverse games? How do you think what have, would you say has improved in like the diverse games that you've been a part of versus like the less diverse games that you were a part of in the past? What would you say uh, the diversity brings to it for you? I mean, I think it's like, at the end of the day, D&D is collaborative storytelling. And so the um, the different amount of perspectives you can bring to a D&D campaign is going to make for a much more interesting, uh, na- like a more naturally interesting story because people are from like inherently different backgrounds and have different upbringings and are bringing that to the table. I think when you have a lot of sameness at the table, you have to do a lot more like weird kooky invention and like characters can't be as, uh, I, I think that sometimes, uh, because like what everyone's bringing is similar. Uh, we have to do more work like intellectually being like, okay, this is why our characters aren't like, all brothers uh like uh, you know yeah. i think there's just uh yeah you get like a you get a diversity of perspective that i think inherently makes for a more interesting and engaging story um mm. and uh yeah i i don't know and i yeah. think i've i felt that at the table i mean it just felt like mm. people were people's immediately people's drives and the things that like excited mm-hmm. them and that they wanted to do with their characters were different then like that first it is funny that first campaign we were brothers so it was like me and a bunch of white dudes and we were just brothers in this town <laughs> and everyone and everyone was the same wow. i it was like a it was like a very strange like that that's what D D I i think can feel like um uh, mm-hmm. when you get yeah. that much from the same perspective in the room um, I think it, yeah. it's a difficult thing to be the diverse like person then in the room, you know? Like yeah. Yeah. it then becomes very difficult I find to like share what share your own personal like yes. you know, the things that make you different mm-hmm. because you're just like uh, I guess I kind of should just fit in like Yeah, exactly. Uh, I should fit yeah. in with my brothers, I guess. Yeah, you like, guys, I, yeah, exactly. I don't want to be the weird guy in the family. Uh yeah, I want to exactly. yeah. <laughs> I want to be I don't want you guys to just cuz I think there's also a weird thing of like not people don't start picking on you, but there is this kind of like People will start being like, whoa, you're being weird, dude. And you're like, well, no, yeah. I'm not being weird. Yeah. I'm being myself. And they're like, ah, yeah, weirdo. And you're like, okay, great. I'll just, uh, I'm just going to go. I'm just not going to be myself. I'll just be whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. makes you all comfortable. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you instantly become the problematic one in the space because yes. you're vocalizing something that's difficult. Yes. Fine, yep. Things are allowed to be difficult. We just have to, like, talk it through. Mm. Exactly. It's okay. Mm. Um, yeah. It's okay. So I also, uh, in like, this is funny because I'm thinking a lot about you guys are bringing up that first campaign uh i'm about 90 percent sure <laughs> no this is good this is good i need to talk about it uh, welcome everybody I welcome like... to three black therapists yes. uh, <laughs> uh, Wilson, yeah. yeah so uh because i remember somebody was like uh somebody asked me like uh about my relationship with my dad and i was like well i want to talk about my relationship with my dad but he's also all of my brother's dads because we all have the same dad no i um <laughs> i remember i uh I think I defended slavery. I think like I like, uh, 
I think it was like not not American slavery, but like <laughs> I, think, I think like in the game <laughs> slavery was like a thing, and I think I was like. I think I like we were the leaders of the town, and somebody was like, "Y'all shouldn't have slaves," and I was like, "Well, we need slaves." And like, that was so just just to put in perspective uh, how far I was willing to go, how far I was yeah. outside of myself in that campaign. But the worst um, bit is that you looked around at your brothers, and they were all like, "Mm-hmm, great." They yep. were like, "Hell yeah, yeah, dude, good. Hell you, yeah. you get them." No, you get, yep. go, no that go, was not go. the reaction that it should have uh, been like. Dad's, yeah. Your dad's like, that's no my boy. Point, <laughs> <laughs> no one at any point was like, maybe we should talk about yeah, that maybe yeah. just for a minute. Yeah. Just like, let's, yeah. just, let's just step out of game for a second. He's like, hey, why don't we just make a world where the good guys don't have slaves? Let's just, let's just, not <laughs> where we, just where we can have economy comes from somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, so that's just how, that's how, that's how much I was like, well, okay, we got to get away from that. Uh, and yep. also, luckily, I think Brennan is just a, I think a little bit more worldly. But I, I'm not. I don't. Know, who knows? Maybe Sean will listen to this podcast, get upset, and call me. But uh, <laughs> I feel like they were slaves. I'm pretty sure we had like a conversation around slavery. But uh, yeah, that's how Look, the that's economics how of the area demanded it. Okay, it's, it's a cultural <laughs> thing. It's a cultural. Yeah, yeah, it's, a cultural it's a heritage. Thing. Yeah. It was more like indentured servitude. Yeah, yeah, we treat them with respect, kind of. When yeah, we want yeah, to. we treat them well. Uh, like, <laughs> oh God. Uh, so yeah, that's where I started, and I'm in a much better place now. Uh, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, that's one thing I've actually noticed with Dimension Twenty is each season, uh, even when it's not well, the main cast first of all is significantly more diverse than like your average D and D group, but then each. Uh, of the other seasons, it seems like uh, I guess Brennan goes out of his way to be inclusive of like in terms of race and gender. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, I mean, that as well. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I yeah, I think uh, I think it's something we've like talked about a lot of just like I don't know. I think we did like uh, we did come on the scene uh, <laughs> and were like I don't know diverse in a nice. Uh, it's like we were we were diverse. We didn't, like, build ourselves to be diverse. That wasn't, like, I don't know. Brennan was, like, I love playing D&D with these people. He had home mm-hmm. games with me. He had home games with, like, Zach and uh, and Murph and Emily and Siobhan. Uh, Allie is the only person who hadn't played before, but, like, was a cast member at the time. And so they were brought in. And so, like, we were assembled because, I don't know, we were just the best people for the job. Uh, and then I think we, like happened into this very like cool thing of uh being one of the more diverse streams or shows out there um mm. and i don't know i think it's something we've like i think it is like a badge that we've like held on to and are like yeah we're gonna continue to be this uh in every and, like and when we have the opportunity to be it even more um and i don't know it's something i love and i'm proud of about this show and I think it goes to what you're saying. It enriches, from my perspective, anyway, it enriches D20 because I'm like, there's such more of a breadth of stories that are happening mm-hmm. on D20 that aren't happening on other mm. shows. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Because yeah. actually there's a lot of shows that I listen to. I'm like, this is really great. And I really like these guys, but I've heard this this show before you know i've i've mm. I've, I've listened to this show like a hundred times yeah. you know there's nothing to read really dis- mm-hmm. like there's no real distinction between this and any other one that i listen to whereas d20 always feels super unique um mm. not just for how de- like brennan uh, dms but also for like the players and what you guys bring um to it like yeah so i think it, it definitely enriches the show as well which has been which yeah. has been great yeah 
Yeah. I yeah. I, and one thing I found really interesting in the most recent season uh, with A Crown of Candy um, was when I guess this it's different perhaps from a fan perspective, but when looking at the character portraits, uh, I, like Amathar seems to be very much, even though he's a candy person, he's very much a black man. Mm. Yes. Uh, which then would make, and also in the character portraits, it makes Ruby and Jet apparent like black women. But what was really, I thought, really well handled was that at no point did it ever feel stereotypical. It didn't even yeah. feel like it was a notable aspect. It was just, yeah, these are these are even though you have white actors essentially playing black characters. Yes, uh, I thought it was extremely well handled. Yeah. Uh, well, what think... What was that like from your perspective? I mean, I I loved it. I mean, I think that. Uh... At some point, like, I was, you know, that thing, I, I said it on, like, a one of the fucking uh, adventuring parties, that, like, all of my characters mm-hmm. are black, like, period. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like that's a part of me, and it's not something that I, like, am like, well, when, I, when I'm when i Amathar, I put my blackness up on a shelf, and I say, you stay there, I'm going to go play D&D. Uh, like... It's something I like. Hey, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna put my blackness on pause. Just chill that out uh, as I become a big old candy man. Uh, But I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's something. So I remember when we got around Samir Barrett, who did the art for the season. uh, He, I remember like talking to Brendan about it, and Brendan was like, "I'm gonna." He was like, "We're gonna have." because it's about like you know I you know when you're drawing I guess there you know there's like traits that you can draw into a character to have them mm. seemingly be more or like not, not seemingly but to like that like we our eyes and brains associate with different like race uh, mm-hmm. like races um, mm. and you know it was like Samir did drew Amathar in a way that was like this is a black man and like I think mm. from there it was like okay well that means that his daughters are black. Um, and I don't know, I thought, like, it was something we never talked about during the season. It was something we never, mm-hmm. like, when we were playing, it was never, like, so Amathar is a black man, and Jewel, uh, and, like, uh, <laughs> and Ruby and Jet yeah, are, yeah. are black women. Uh, and, all right, <laughs> let's play! Like, it was, like, it was honest, it was something that was, like, ladled on afterward in kind of the art, mm-hmm. in the artistic decision and how we, like, portrayed them. But I don't know, I think it's, I think it's great. I mean, I don't think... Because they're all candy people, we're not like, uh, it's, we're not like, uh, it's not like we're playing out. They are, they are, they are, they are pure as black women, uh, mm-hmm. which is great. And I think look is like a good, uh, I like, like that we didn't like, we're like, whoa, no, 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 because they're white. They're got, they have to be white. That's just, I'm sorry. Uh, mm. but, um, yeah. I don't know. It's not something we like, we didn't like take away, uh, we didn't take like I don't know. It's not mm. the story of two black women, uh, and yeah. it's not like two yeah. white women telling a black women's stories. These are candy mm. people. Uh, at but, the yeah. end of the day, but I think as well, like deeper for me, like mm. I always really struggled with the fact that um, you know, like to my white friends and to some of my black friends as well, I never sounded black. I was never like in a. I didn't grow up in a black community. I grew up in a very white yeah. community. 
And so for me, the idea of race was a very interchangeable thing early on. I was mixed mm-hmm. race, growing up in a white community. And so yeah. what I love about that is that mm. we are say, we're, we're, we're not differentiating uh, your personality based on your race. There's no, there's nothing yeah. to draw attention yeah. to the fact that you are black other than the visual aspect of you being black. Cause that's yeah. how I, mm. I felt for a lot of, for a lot of my like childhood was yeah. like, I'm no different to my white friends except for they treat me differently because I'm black. You know, so Mm -hmm. for me, actually, like that feels like a really important step, especially in terms of teaching people what the experience is to be of a different color. It's like we are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. We just happen to have different colored skin. So this was like a really I thought this is actually a really amazing way for us to just be like, it's totally normal for you to to uh, code a character black and not need to play them any differently to how you play another character. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not like a, like we're not like a series of like box tickets. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like, like, different. Like, I don't. They don't have to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 not, oh, they I'm didn't get an um in there. They're not black. Yeah, yeah, I'm not just listening to Aretha Franklin and Patti LaBelle and making yes. biscuits. Yeah, what yes. food yeah. did you eat? Like, come on, like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. Yes, <laughs> like one of them I, has I, to marry I a piece of fried chicken or something. Oh, of course, <laughs> like a fried chicken man. Yes, yes. Incred- yeah. I enjoy ramen a lot. Yeah, I exactly. Like ramen and kimchi. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah. Exactly. But you do I have to like anime, though. That's like a that's a rule, though. You have to Like, if you're coded, you gotta like anime. If you ever watch every episode. Of Yu Yu Hakusho, are you even black? Like, that's yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not whether you vote for Joe Biden. It's whether you've watched everything. Exactly. Right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That's the real. That's the real line right there. That's the uh, real yeah. line. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go watch that straight after this recording. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I've never watched. You, I've yeah. never watched Yu Yu Hakusho. We are immediately going to that's, watch. All yeah. What's up? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, great. So this is what it's, one black halfling. This is yeah. yeah. Right. Like, and it's like you, Lou. It's and you. No, yeah. Yu Yu Hakusho was not. Uh, that, I think that's just that was a, that's the anime of my youth. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah. I like, I, me, it was Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I think even as a young man. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. 
HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Oh, Samurai. Oh, Samurai Shampoo. I watched that at the beginning of quarantine, like again. It's it's perfect. Uh, yeah. It's, it's so perfect. Good. It's perfect. It's perfect. It uh, oh, that soundtrack. Oh gosh, it's just gorgeous. It's just the prettiest. Yeah. It's honestly, at some point, it's like one of those videos where you're just like watching. I don't know, like a, a a high speed train travel through like the like like Swedish countryside. Like it's just pretty to watch, and then it happens so to tell a great story. But so so Lou. Uh, I've cut from watching Adventuring Party. I it sounded like you DM yourself sometimes. Is that correct? I do. I do. Oh, do you? So my question, I guess, is uh, when DMing is like diversity and inclusion something that you uh, pay a lot of attention to as a DM? I think it is something that I want to pay a lot of attention to, and I think it's something that I'm like working to be more aware of in my storytelling. Um, I think I, it's interesting, like, I, I, I've been DMing for about a year and change now, and I have, like, one campaign that's kind of been, like, the heart of that, um, mm. and, like, it feels like, like, right now is, uh, is around the time where I feel like I'm, I have, I spent, like, a lot, I think, like, the first six months just, like, trying to remember every character's names just and all of their backstory. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, because, I don't know, yeah, it's it's hard. Like, it nobody, hard. it's, I think I, like, the first couple of times I DM'd, I think I was like, oh, this is going to be nothing. Like, Easy, whatever. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I remember the first time I ever, like, ran a game of something, I had, like, just jotted down some notes and I was like, we're going to be great, baby. Like, we'll just, we'll just do what it do. Uh, and immediately we like got in and my PCs were like, all right, we're going to leave. Like, we don't want to be here. And I was like, mm. I'm sorry. What? We have to See, go. See, I've written some notes here, you know, yeah. where about where you're going to go. Exactly. Like, I wrote, mm. I wrote one option for where you guys were going to go because you were going to go there. <laughs> Uh, and they were like, nah, we're leaving. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> you got to turn on those improv skills. Exactly. Yeah, they, yeah, well, it all, exactly. It all went out the door. And I was just like, the, I just like made a character who became like my voice in the room being like, no, we're not. No, no, you cannot. We have to stay. <laughs> you called him Lou Wilson as well. Exactly. Like, yeah. Just, yeah so uh, a like rebel uh, soldier named Lou Wilson steps up and is like, don't do this to me. This is really hard. I work. My I, family I, is affected by this. Exactly. Please. I'm going to go. I'm going to be sad for days if, you, if this doesn't go well. Yeah. Um, I need to protect my bakery. That's why I'm Exactly. Uh, come on, guys. Uh, we have to go fill out these forms. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Triplicate. 
Uh, yeah, so we didn't. Uh, so it's like I the first six months were just like being like, okay, I know the rules and these characters and everything enough to like start thinking bigger picture. Um, and yeah, I think, I don't know. Now I have this like campaign that's like Western adjacent. Um, Mm. and so Western is like an inherently like problematic genre Mm. of storytelling. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) if you can believe it, uh, uh, can't imagine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Something, so uh, uh, a genre in which Clint Eastwood thrived is is problematic. (laughs) Uh, Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's, I've been like, that has been like now that I am more confident. I'm like thinking a lot. We've been, I've, we've been on like a, a, a long hiatus from my, uh, we've been on like a long hiatus from like from playing D&D because I, uh, you know, the world. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah. I, we're like. The world has been on a long hiatus. Exactly. Yeah, the world <laughs> itself is on hiatus. Uh, so, yeah. uh, but we're like getting back into it like next, in the next couple of weeks. So it's been something, it's like as I return to it and especially with all of the cultural awareness that I like have uh, and like uh, I even power, I feel like I've taken mm-hmm. in in the past mm-hmm. couple of months uh, where I'm like, oh, I don't have to apologize for anything oh, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there is this part of me that's like, oh, we're going to. We're gonna talk. My, we're gonna talk about some shit, or like I don't know. We're not gonna. Yeah. It's not like we're not gonna talk about it, but we're like going to look. I don't know. My PCs are in a very cool. It what I dream will be a very cool uh, way. Look at like what it means to be in a story in a setting like this, and uh, mm. what they're and ask themselves what their role in it is. Um, yeah. So and they just turn up to that town and yeah, everyone's black here. Every single person is black, black here. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, two um, gold pieces to enter if you're white. Sorry, guys. That's, exactly. Uh, hey, what's up? It's just that simple. So uh, that's, yeah. just, that's how it is. I know you're a purple orc. What's the vibe on that? Where, where yeah. do you fall? <laughs> okay, uh, I'll call it one. I'll call it one gold piece. It's we'll fine. call it one gold piece on the purple orc. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's something. I think now it's something I want to. I think, it's, yeah, with the power that I feel like we, in as black people in the United States, are, like, tapping into. And by tapping into, I mean just not hiding or apologizing mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to make uh, diversity and race a part of the stories I tell because it is such a big part mm-hmm. of my life. It really reminds yeah. me, Jeremy, we were talking, weren't we, about the fact that we were, like, we both sat down uh, earlier and were just going... I think all of the people in power in my games are women. <laughs> like yeah, every yeah, single, yeah, like yeah. unintentionally, just they just, just are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The person in power in my in my world is like a non-binary person. It's like they're yeah. they mm-hmm. uh, they like don't they're like a they're a human that is like that has no gender uh, by choice, mm-hmm. and like people who who gender them get murdered. Like it's like. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's like something I was just like, yeah, let's do, that's going to be the way this is. Like, it's not going to, there ain't going to be just, no yeah. king. I saw yeah. a thing. It's just like, yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah. 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 It's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, well, I, uh, we have a fun thing that we do like to do every time we have an interview on this show. We okay. like to try and get each of our guests to share a tale from the table. Just a funny or crazy story that may have happened in any any games that you've participated in, like recently or or earlier, if you got mm-hmm. any good stories from back then. 
Okay. I mean, you know, hey, we already talked about me trying to become a baker. That's that's generally <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the number one. Uh, ooh, is uh, as a DM or as a player or either one? Either one. Any, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything. You, usually, the more chaotic, the better. Like any, like all of us would be so stupid. Like yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the first campaign that we like played. Uh, the, in the first campaign that I played with Brennan, the one that like kind of like clicked it for me, um, mm. I played this like barbarian half orc named Kondrak that I named. I like it was from the first time I played D anD D with like that group with like the 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 one where I defended slavery, uh, and <laughs> I had named I had named my character uh, Kondrak Lamar, and I was like ha ha ha. Uh, I'm I'm now a, a wholly opposed to pun names, but at the time uh, I was learning. Uh, but yeah, so my character's name was like Kondrak. I got rid of the Lamar part, uh, so it was just Kondrak. <laughs> Uh, and he was like this very chaotic half orc in like a in like a you know first time D and D player kind of way of like ooh I kill all of them uh, and the DM was like yeah okay okay yeah you can and then you can because you're a half orc because you're a barbarian and you're raging and no one can touch you um, and we had there was a mission where we like the city we were in was falling apart Elysia. Uh, Alicia was on fire. Th- things had gone horribly wrong. We had to get out of the city. We were like, "What we'll do is, uh, is take a take a boat. We're gonna like, we're gonna get on a little skiff. We're gonna ride out to the harbor. There's like a big galley in there, and we're gonna take it. Uh, we're gonna like, oh, yeah, we'll overtake it and like take it at, and like use it to get to shore. And it also happened to have mm-hmm. like a person we were trying to." Uh, save. So it was like, great, that's the plan. We mm-hmm. get to the th- we get to the boat. Uh, we're like climbing up the chain. We're like trying to stealthily climb up the chain. Uh, of course, there's like a moment where things go wrong and somebody's a little too loud, and so we can hear that somebody <laughs> is coming to look over the boat. And rather than hide, rather than like get pulled up onto the boat and then have like a conversation there rather than do truly anything thoughtful and like uh, plausible to get out. Uh, like thinking about it right now, I'm like, Oh dude, all we have to do is say like, please save us. We're trying to escape from the city, make some persuasion checks, get up there, like and figure yeah, it out. Fine. Yeah. yeah fine. Like that would be like, even right now I'm like, that's the choice. Lie. Get up there. <laughs> and then, like, we can fight if we need to, but at least we're up there. Instead, yeah. I'm like, nah, dog, can I roll to throw an axe, like, from the chain, like, up into the man's you are face? You so disadvantaged. Uh, so dis- <laughs> I'm, like, throwing stand- yeah. I think I 100% missed. They were like, oh, okay. <laughs> shoot them. And then we just had, like, four dudes just shooting arrows at us as we, like, desperately tried to climb the chain. Uh, we got up to the top. It was an abs- it was an absolute nightmare. Somebody like fell into the boat and like had to climb up. It was I, I, 
I mean, it was like fun because I was like, this is what my character would do. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure everybody else at the table was like, what is ha- Stop. <laughs> Stop. We're, uh, like we have we, yeah. we we have like skills that we can use diplomacy that we can roll. Um, but I said, no, um, that will not be today is about uh, us f- climbing up a chain. Um, it was. Uh, yeah. It, but I, lo- uh, I love the fact that you missed as well. Yes. Like you instigated yeah. on a miss. Like it did it's, nothing exactly. but annoy someone yeah. in a far more advantageous position than you. Yeah, you know, I wanted a dream. I wanted like a dream movie moment of like he looks over, you throw it up, he like quietly falls over the side, and then we keep mm-hmm. we keep like stealthily climbing. But that's not how DD mm. works. Uh when you're rolling two D20s uh and taking the lower roll. Yep. Uh, and also I'm imagining like as well like you knowing Brennan now that was never gonna like even if you hit him and killed him he was gonna go flying back screaming like it like it was never gonna be the case and I think I also like it was like that was like session three or four so I hadn't like figured out like damage yet so I was like oh homeboy has like 12 hit points the max this axe is gonna do like there's no grit (laughs) like I guess if I critted and then and then roll yeah. really high. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the chances of me killing him are so low. The chances, what's going to happen is I'm going to hit him with an axe and he's going to scream and it's going to be, be bad. Um, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, There's nothing better than like a new yo, player when they're just like, oh, I go up and kill them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. That's not quite. It's, gonna have to try. It's gonna a bit a of a process. Of, uh, steps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you read that PDF I sent over. Like. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Don't roll the damage die yet. We're not there yet. Yeah, yeah, We're not yeah, there yet. You need, <laughs> to, <laughs> you need to hit him first. The other one. You have to hit him first. Yeah. That'd be yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> and that's one of the that's one of the situations. Like when you throw it, it's like. You, you're, I guess the only uh, you you would either have to attack at that point or just fully apologize and be like, bro, so sorry, my hand <laughs> slipped, bro, uh, bro. I was what a disadvantage. <laughs> hey, there, there are four of there. Hey, dude, I just threw an axe at you. There are four of us climbing up your anchor chain. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were somebody else, bro. Exactly. I'm so sorry. Dude, this is my... I thought I, thought I recognized was, you. Dude, I thought this was my boat. And so I was like, whoa, what's this dude doing on my boat? And I got all scared. But now I realize this is your boat. And I'm yeah. bad, dude. Just uh, whilst you're backing down the chain. Right? Exactly. It's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. Dude, it's just yeah. a prank. It's a prank. It's a prank. Dude, I've got another iPhone for you right here. It's a prank, dude. It's a prank. <laughs> um, the axe was rubber. Uh, Dude, pick it up. See, 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 please. Um, No, but (laughs) the problem is also that my character is not, that character was not a like, oh, I made a mistake and now I back down kind of character. Mm -hmm. He was like a like, oh, I've made a mistake and now I go, and now I make another mistake. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're going to mistake our way through this situation to a solution. (laughs) Just steer into every bad decision as hard as you can. Uh, That fight was a nightmare. Like two of us went down. I was like carrying two people and then we like... (laughs) Brandon like helped us out so much in that. That was like a fight where like you never like now I'm like oh the DM is on our side because like yeah like, I don't know one of the guys was like I, I to this day I'll always wonder of like was 
Ma Grimm, that was the character's name. I was like, was Ma Grimm actually a werewolf? Because I'll tell you, he he turned into one. Uh, to, <laughs> to like, to, like he, to have like the combative, and then he like yeah. he was able to like get to the top and like handle shit because mm-hmm. he was a fucking werewolf. No one else just saves the but, day. Like, uh, to this day, I'm like, I wonder if Ma Grimm was actually supposed to be a werewolf, or maybe he needed to become a werewolf so that we could have another session and yeah, and make it up the chain. So we didn't waste all this time with our backstory and uh, yeah, yeah. That reminds me. Of, I've I've been I've been binge watching uh, season one of Fancy High, and it reminded me of the Corn Cuties. So I was just uh, wow. I think uh, it was just. I won't spoil it for anyone, but it just it's just so funny how jovial you guys are about these Corn Cuties, and though we get to by the end of that fight, everyone's just sat there like, oh no, <laughs> like, we really made an error of judgment. It's one of the wildest. <laughs> It, I honestly am going to go back and watch Corn Cuties after you talking about it. Because it is, I forgot that, like, it's wild. Where it's the episode wild. starts to, like, oh, yes. like, yes. yeah. Uh, to where it ends is fucked. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's mad. Yeah. It's um, mad. And, like, even earlier in the first episode, you're punching Gorgug. He's ra- like, yes, people are just using just... resources willy nilly. Yeah. But it just fully fight. goes off and decks go uh, like wow yeah. yep yeah. we learned yeah. a lot we learned a lot uh, we've come a long way to like a crowd it's a speed. steep curve it's a yeah. steep curve learning curve, curve. Uh, but hey dude uh, I, 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 I is it is it goblin sized that's that's that, was, that wow what a moment I mean is the butthole goblin sized that's yes um, it is Murph Murph is uh, he knows what he wants and and at that time he was <laughs> and like he gets it. I want in. Uh, <laughs> and he found a way. <laughs> it's, yep. That moment is so nasty. Yeah. <laughs> just, and the, the <laughs> yeah, and then the corn monster's reaction is just like, oh, oh my god! Just, and then it's the fact that he doesn't roll quite high enough to make it clean. It's like it's really yeah. like it's like like Brenner's like, yeah, this is a struggle to. He's like, he's getting in oh, there. It's so, just oh no, oh so nasty. It's so uh, nasty. God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing. Very different. I'm a very different D and D player than those days. Those that was like those were the chaotic, wild days. Jump on a table for no reason, kind of days. And now you're like, nope, I need to optimize. You're my the move. hardened veteran, exactly, yeah. covered in scars. No, yeah. uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it is crazy yeah. to be like to have watched myself or like to see where I started and where I am now. Of like, oh, I am like a. I enjoy. Like I was like. Oh, there's a new expansion? Let me, like, take a day to just, like, look through the, like, Tales of Eberron and, like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's how, that's, oh, if you pair that with this, uh, there is a lot of, mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm a more tactical player now. Um, yeah. yeah. We got lucky. We, we only did our first live, uh, like, show re- very recently. And so, like, yeah. we were, like, a bit more, I feel like I was, I was like, okay, I feel like I'm honed enough yeah. to not make, like, a really dumb decision and just have the chat go crazy, being yeah. like, what is yeah. he doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you might be interested, the the setting that we were playing, yeah. mm-hmm. um, it's, a, it's a, a homebrew setting by this uh, group called Twin Drums, and it's called mm-hmm. uh, Wagadu. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, no. but it's entire. Basically, in. you really do. It's okay. the the guy who made it, Alan Kudicho. We interviewed him, and he said his idea when starting out was, "What if J.R.R. Tolkien was African? Mm-hmm. What kind of stuff would he have drawn from to like create 
his uh his world and mm-hmm. it's it's like a complete alternate setting all of it's like africa inspired mm-hmm. it's so cool honestly the, uh, the artwork is stunning like, the artwork alone is unreal like it, yeah it's it's truly unbelievable and we yeah we yeah. did like a full it was four hours in the end what's yeah it, what four hour it? session what's it called a twin drama wagadu w-a-g-a-d-u wagadu i got to play a lion blood yeah. yeah there's yeah there's people who are like they have they have like uh the lion bloods are like people with like lion and like big cat heritage what? there are like these people called the swallows who are all like they all have like antlers cape and horns like yeah. cape buffaloes and antelopes what? um jasper jasper was playing a daima which are yep. people w- uh who are all like part moth and they worship like the moon slash goddess death, of death it's, yeah. it's so cool i mean and everyone's not, everyone's black sick of us by the end of this uh, interview we did a four-hour thing it's available on our twitch stream you can go check yeah. it out like go I, watch I, it checking out thing. i probably <laughs> will um, um yeah it was mad so cool. it was mad fun to play like uh so much fun and mm. like it was weird i don't know if you felt this lou actually i'd love to like because i totally forgot i was on camera after like two minutes i was like i was just like i'm just in i'm just <laughs> yeah. fully in uh, like at one point i dive off of the sofa that i was sitting on yeah, yeah. he fully jumps out of frame yeah i was like i forgot completely <laughs> oh, 100%. but that's the i don't know that's why i think that's why Sorry, I'm fully on the Wuganu Chronicles. Uh, it's bad. It's, uh, Dude, oh, sign up for the sign up for the mailing list. They just released a 201 page PDF for free. Wow, it's like the okay. whole world. And it's, and like, and it's, the, it's like wall-to-wall art, like yeah. loads of There's an adventure stuff. there that you can read. Time yeah, to cancel so cool. my. Uh, I'm canceling my plans. That's the day. Yeah, <laughs> that's the day. There's that's your the that's, day the, right that's your there. Uh, acting anniversary day right there. Yeah, is reading holy the shit. Yep. I'm yeah. Yeah. Holy I'm shit is right. I'm looking at like the the. Oh my god! I'm looking at the 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 play the roles. Um, damn, yeah, this is yeah. fucking hot. It's dude. so cool. It's, it is honestly. Oh, I, I, like I can't tell you. Last night playing was one of the one of the most joyful experiences. Mm-hmm. Being like, I am playing. As this like beautiful black character in a in a in a world which is like it's our world. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like we were intrinsically like everything about us was a part of that world. Like the magic was yeah. a part of that world. The way my mm-hmm. character, like the mechanics of my character, is a part of this world. Mm-hmm. And it was it was it felt like a celebration. Like it really felt yeah. like awesome. Like, it was so awesome. It was most. Yeah, um, I mean, if you ever want to oh, play as, sometime, as, Lou, like you know, you're bro. welcome to join us. <laughs> all I mean, in, yeah, all <laughs> yeah. just call me. Uh, I, let yeah. me drop Zoom. We'll just Please drop see. Zoom you. And hey, like, <laughs> this podcast has now just been uh, become planning this this session. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody, Wait, stay so, tuned for Lou. You yeah, just we're just gonna run be. right now. hundred percent. Hey, let's just uh, get it going. I got my dice right here. Yeah. Uh, wait, so yeah. were you the you were the the Daima? Daimi. Yeah, Daimi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Daimi. Yeah, Daima. Daimi. I, so uh, I played uh, Muti, who was like, he has long uh, purple dreadlocks, like down to his waist. Yeah. These purple moth wings behind him. He was a sorcerer, shadow sorcerer, who lived in the swamp. It was, ah, it was so killer, (laughs) man. Does it, is it, does it have its own rule set or does it like just lay over 5e? It almost entirely lays over 5e. There's like, 
it, the the actual world itself functions a little bit differently. Uh-huh. So like there's spirits tied to everything. So like for instance, if people go and like fight animals, like say you want to go hunting, yeah. you don't actually kill the animal. You're just supposed to defeat it and then spare its life. And then the spirit that like governs the animal will come and like give you meat and stuff as like mm-hmm. a reward. Uh, but if you, like, kill the animal, then the spirit's gonna be like, yo, bro, what you doing with my boys? And, like, yep. you can have a full throwdown with the spirit. Um, when people die, they don't usually stay dead. They'll just come back. Like, the world, no one is even born there. Everybody yeah. falls there from, like, another plane. Whoa. So it's almost like the Feywild for black yeah. people. Which <laughs> uh, is the Feywild for black people. Yeah. It's really, really cool. And it's, like, it's uh, killer. Like, if through experience, you gain memories. So you gain yeah, of your memories life of up, your up previous on the life. It's, uh, it's nuts, man. It's honestly... Yeah. Like I feel like like the the expression on Lou's face is going through checking this out like it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah like, I've been like this is like I don't know it's like fighting D and D again you're like okay yeah okay, I guess yeah. this is maybe my future <laughs> it's like this I just start playing uh, Wugadu and nothing else. Uh, I mean, I mean, maybe Muti and Ongenagama just got a new party member. Who knows? Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a hundred percent open to you uh, guesting on this. On the, that if would we be continue nuts. it. Oh, we are continuing <laughs> it. Actually, we're going to continue yeah. the campaign. So if you want to hop on, absolutely. Call, yeah. call yeah. me. Call me. I'm gonna put my yeah. phone we're number gonna... in. I'm gonna put my phone number in, in the Zoom chat, chat right in now. The Zoom chat oh. right now. <laughs> oh, all the way in. I would love. I'm also yeah. always looking for more black people to play D&D with. They're not enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah especially pe- black people who have played D&D. There's a lot of like, okay, hey, you're black. Do you How do like, I do this? Would you, would you please, <laughs> would you please, can I please get you to play this? Please. Uh, <laughs> please come play this yeah. with me. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, all in. I apologize in advance for casting Fireball uh, near the vicinity of your character. If that, I'm, <laughs> that <laughs> kind of been yeah. to have me oh, dude, there's even a new spell. They they actually they're oh. gonna release more, but there's a new spell called Juju Blast. That's like it's it's basically you pop a couple of uh, is it what kind of cola berries? Beans, is it? Cola, cola nuts. They're called cola, cola nuts. nuts. Chew them up, spit them out, and it's like it's like a, a slightly mouth. weaker version. Yeah, it's literally a rainbow, and it's a slightly weaker version of Fireball in terms of damage. But any of your allies that are within the blast radius instead of taking damage get uh temporary hit points equal to half so you the can damage. damage yeah so you can damage yeah equal to half of the damage so you damage the enemies and heal your allies at the same time it's so cool it's awesome okay. it's so awesome bro okay. I, I was so it's, it's <laughs> such a hype setting bro. it's so good yeah i think yeah, yeah, you know, ready. Like, yeah. Like, everything yeah. else you say i'm just like okay well we got to get through this podcast. And yeah, <laughs> so we can get yeah. like, Hey, you guys got any more questions? I kind of got some, I got, I got a bunch of research <laughs> I need to do. There's a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Something just came in. I'm getting all these email yeah. notifications from this newsletter I just signed up for. And, uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah. For our listeners, Lou's just disappeared. He's actually on the phone to Brennan right yeah. now. Hey, what's uh, up, man? new season. We got to, like, yeah. Yeah. The, the Drop idea, all of your plans. Yeah, scrap it. Scrap. It. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that one. I, I, I've got a setting. I'm going to run it. You can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just cannot. Uh, you cannot. Yeah. You would do an uh, incredible job, but it would be uncomfortable the whole time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we want full so African weird. accents from you, Brennan, the whole, the whole time. time. <laughs> and I know you're committed. You'll go learn them. 
and it will be as yes. beautiful as it is. It will be deeply, deeply unsettling. <laughs> deeply, <laughs> unsettling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Well, thank thank you so much for being here. This has been a blast. What are you talking? Wow. Yeah. You guys just gave me the greatest gift of all. At this point, I'm like, <laughs> uh, this podcast just gave me a bunch of uh, guests. Gave me something incredible. I don't know. Uh, Thank God I did this podcast. I can't imagine <laughs> if I didn't do this podcast and didn't know this existed. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm genuinely, like, honestly, I, I, I yeah. still think I remember the first moment that the, this podcast hit Jeremy because I was like, um, I just got Lou Wilson's email because, like, hopefully we can get him on the show. And Jeremy just sat there. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah like, whoa this is cool i'm, I'm a I, huge d20 fan yeah. and like literally the question that the question that i uh, brought up about um siobhan and emily playing jet and ruby was something that i'd submitted for adventuring party that never got asked yeah so i was like now i got my chance <laughs> but, like hearing even even the fact that well first of all shout out to rick perry thank you so much for being oh yeah we need to do a massive shout out to rick. Yeah. yeah uh but like the fact when he first tweeted about our show mm-hmm. i was i died uh, and then when he offered to get us in touch with you, I was reborn. Uh, and then when we got your email, I died again. Yeah. Uh, he's he's I, undead I think... now. If you had eyes of the grave, bam, like, like yeah. on a zoom screen. Like, <laughs> uh, I may resurrect immediately after, now that you've agreed to join in a, join as a, as a character briefly in a campaign that I'm running, I will, I will have resurrected. Yeah. Uh, and then when we play, I will die once more. Uh, but thank you so much for coming. This has been a blast. Yeah, this has been incredible. Uh, Thanks. So much and thank you for listening uh this yes is, this has been uh, another episode and i'm yeah uh halflings i hope you enjoyed and hopefully we'll get to hear some more from lou wilson on the hopefully. show hopefully. <laughs> oh my god I, personally uh, i have a good feeling about it but we'll see um, we'll see we'll yeah. see yeah. <laughs> uh so long shire folk bye bye so long shire folk bye bye, bye.